Hey guys, welcome back to Tampa Bay Cop Talk here with another edition of Origin Stories. Today on the episode, we have Adam with us here today. How you doing, Adam? What's up, buddies? <laughs> I love that beard. Um, so Adam, tell us, you know, tell us, where, where, where are you from, Adam? What's going on? Tell, tell me some details. So I'm, uh, I'm originally from New York, uh, a little uh, tiny place called Poughkeepsie, New York, which is a little bit north of the city. Uh, okay. Originally the uh, capital of New York. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Yes, I'm going to give you a little thing. Before there was Albany, there was Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie oh, was the capital of New York. Dude, I didn't know that. Hey, and also speaking of capitals in America, um, you know, although this is the only the third episode of Origin Stories, you are our first American on the show. Congratulations, man. America. 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 God bless. Mm. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I'm telling you what right now, America. <laughs> awesome, man. So, yeah, let's get started, you know. Um, so I'll, let me, I'll tell you this. So uh, let me, I'll explain it. So I, uh, I love soccer. And the uh, reason I love soccer so much is uh, I have, a, my uncle is Moroccan and uh, he taught me how to play soccer when I was four years old. Oh, word. And that is how I got into the world's greatest game. And uh, I played soccer my whole life. I played uh, all the way till I got to college and I found out I'm not that good. I really <laughs> was not that good. Oh yeah, what 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 positions did you play and so on? A striker, like a man. I played oh, striker like a man. Like a man. Like yeah, American man. Yeah, I scored goals. You know what I mean? Left foot, right foot, header, everything. Both. I'm a I'm a lefty, but I I kick with both feet. So, awesome, man. I can barely yeah. like I can't do anything with the other leg. Not nothing, nothing, nothing at all. Awesome, I, I'm man. Sorry. So, so when so tell me how did the you know why why the Reds why Liverpool what you know tell me the journey. But, so the journey was is that um, I'll give you a little backstory. So I uh, I I love soccer. Obviously, I, you know I played my whole life, but um, for me as an American, there was never I had the Cosmos in New York. That was it. There was never any real. I think I've been through four major professional soccer leagues come and go in America. We couldn't we couldn't keep it together. Right. So uh, I think it was like my junior year uh, of high school. I saw a uh, I saw a uh, Liverpool game with a gentleman named Robbie Fowler, and I saw how crazy and young he was, and I was just enamored with him and, and thought like I, this guy is awesome, and I loved it. You know, this is before Michael Owen. I mean, he was he was one of the youngest players ever to play professionally and to score, and I was I was all in. And uh, man, it it was hard for me to to watch. Uh, it's not like now where you can where you can watch any European game on right. TV. Yo, so he, sorry, but about that, yeah, I was talking to V on the last episode about him growing up in in England and how like nothing was ever on TV, even when Liverpool were winning the leagues left, right, and center. So what what we, you know, obviously Robbie Fowler, we're talking the '90s, right? So yeah, how how did you watch the games? Did you get like a bootleg stream from like Directv or what? No, so I had to get an illegal cable box. That's what uh, I meant to say. Yes, a yeah, scrambler. It was. Okay. They were called scramblers back then. They were probably about this big. You had to punch in analog codes with four different buttons, uh-huh. and uh, and that's how I was able to watch. You know, it was it was not to be dirty, but it was there was only two things you could watch on those: porn and soccer. That's, that was <laughs> that was. You know, that's hilarious because my grandfather had the same fucking box, like the same thing. 
sorry, part of my friends, but he had the same situation. And yeah, I remember my first football match, um, you know, being through that. Yeah, that's hilarious, man. You know, we have something in common. <laughs> so yeah, so you did that, but you were in high school, right? So your parents were all like, yeah, let's get the box and you know how that no, worked? No, no, they didn't know about the box. So how'd you get the box? You traded candy? I mean, you kid in high school, you know. <laughs> that's awesome. Listen, we're from New York. We know how to get it done. Listen, I got it. My I had to go to New York City to get my fake ID on Canal Street, where oh, they where they actually had photo booths. These kids did it today. They don't know that that you had to actually take your 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 your, your film and get it developed. So there was photo booths all over New York City, so you could get anything in the city. So we got our fake IDs and our illegal cable boxes. That's awesome. All right, so you watch your first game. I wait. How describe that first game though? You you didn't have the box in, did you? No, I don't even know where I actually saw it. I just remember seeing Robbie Fowler, and I was just like, uh, it was amazing. So we're in high school, right, at this time still? Yeah, junior year of high school. Okay, so then how then how does it really start, you know? like? So really what really – you know, so I, I liked, you know, Liverpool and stuff, but um, when I graduated high school, uh, I worked at a camp for handicapped kids, and I know this is – totally off, but it, 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 we're going to, we're going to come back together. So I used to right. work at this camp for handicapped kids and 75% of the people were outside the U S. So they were all European kids and mostly English kids. So they all love soccer. Right. So when I told them, you know, a, they, they used to go, Oh, you can, you can play all right for Yank. That was, that was the, 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 <laughs> the, the nicest thing I ever heard when right. I was hanging out with my English friends. And then, uh, and so I worked at that camp for a few years and then I moved to England. And then when I, once I moved to England, that's it. I had jerseys, I was buying jerseys and stuff. And that's, and that's really when I was able to actually meet actual Liverpool fans and stuff and, and really get into, into Liverpool and stuff. Okay. So let me stop you there. Number one, this is why I like doing the show is because I didn't know you lived in England. Yeah. I, yeah. Met, I've met you several times in person. I had no idea that you lived in England. So yeah, that, I lived in Essex. Okay, so let's let's pause before let, let's put that on pause for a second. So before you moved there, you didn't have like other peers that were really into soccer and or Liverpool fans. No, no, not at all. Because again, with the TV and, and all that. Okay, interest. So then when you moved, there was well, no American team to to you know exactly the, the men's national team was garbage. It was her. I mean, the best thing we had, you know, was Alexi Lawless and right. uh, Kobe Jones. And, uh, man, I can't even remember the goalie's name. Dave something. I may be wrong. Yeah, dude, I don't even Mira? know. Maybe. Who'd I don't know. know. But, yeah, I mean, you know, that was that was it. I mean, the, the, the you know, the best thing I had in the 80s is, is I went to a Cosmos game. Right. When the Cosmos were around, when, when, when I didn't get to see Pele, he had left already. But, I mean, that was it. That was right. it for an American. You, you played soccer from when you were five years old till high school and that was it i mean right. i knew a couple of kids and when i say new i mean i read about them in the newspaper where they you know we had one kid in poughkeepsie who went to germany he grad he he didn't even graduate high school yet he was so good as a goalie that he went to germany his sophomore year i mean oh, you wow. didn't you didn't stay in america if you were good at all in soccer you left the country right right because there was there was that- there was nothing going on and that's still true today in, in a lot of respects. I mean, we have a lot of, like, the young men's national team talent over in Germany right now. There's uh, – what's but the you name? You want Rainer. them to progress, man. You yeah, want of course. Them, yeah, you yeah. want them to have a high skill 
that they play against all the time. Yeah, and then, you know, the proper education, so to speak. So, okay, now we go to Essex. You know, obviously, I'm assuming we're after high school. What? How did you move? Like, the visa situation, how the, how the hell did that work out? Did you just get a job? This, like, this, you this got, like, before, an IT job? Like, what the hell this happened? Is, this is before 9-11 where you could just fly to any, hey, I'm American. I'm coming in. Hey, how you doing? You know? So I had a girlfriend at the time who was, who was Welsh. She was a high school teacher. And I had finished. Wait, she was your high school teacher or a I wish. I wish she was. Oh, my <laughs> God. I never. I would have done really, really well in school if she was my high school teacher. But anyway, so she was a high school teacher in Essex. And I was really kind of in between careers. I, I, I had been uh, taking care of a, a handicapped adult for three years. I lived at his house 24-7 every day for three years. I was burnt out. Right. And she was like, why don't you come stay with me? So I was like, hell yeah, pack my bags, park my car at a friend's house for two years, and and, uh, and I flew off to England. <laughs> the, only reason I, the only reason I left is because eventually they sent a letter, because you know when you, when you go to a new country, they say, where are you staying? And I gave them the address of where I'm staying, and finally they're like, if you're still here, you need to leave. Like, really? You got to go. Oh, yeah, dude. So they gave you like, yo, you overstayed your visa. How long? You have, you have 60 days, you? 60 days to leave the country. <laughs> so wait, that, but that letter arrived two years later? Yeah, yeah, eventually. Yeah, no, no, you know, at the, at the end of my two years, eventually I got this letter saying, if you are still here, you need to leave. Wow. Yeah. So you were so there, had, really, but I'm assuming you had a job and so on, right? No, no, no. I was, oh. I, you know, I, I was a housewife. I cooked, I cleaned, I, I did the laundry. Oh, I, drove my, I drove my girlfriend to work every day, whatever she, I got the groceries, you know. What a simple life, man. Oh, dude, it was great. It was great, dude. I, that was one of the things. I loved England so much that, you know, if I could have gotten, the problem was is that I was trying to get a job eventually. Right. But back then, and I think it's still the same way today, they would have had to have advertised a job in a London paper for six weeks gotten applicants and then they would have had to have proved that I was more Qualified. capable to do the job. Yeah. That's in the law, even in the States, basically. I mean, I work in it and that's kind of like, like what they have to do kind of, but I mean, again, how enforced that is, I don't really know. But, but this is back in 2000. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, I loved, I loved England. I loved, I loved every, you know, obviously, you know, being, you know, the soccer there is amazing, you know, I mean, I, I, because my girlfriend was a teacher, I used to play on the teacher's team. I mean, these <laughs> teachers were amazing. Right. And the, and the cool thing, too, because we don't know about amateur laws. You, you know, there's no amateur laws out there. So she had high school students that were playing for West Ham that were, you know, that were in the, in the, know, in the, youth, in the youth training and stuff like that. We, you know, we don't have that here. Right. That was one thing they couldn't understand was like, why? And that's, I think, another part that really hinders American sports is that, you know, you have to go to college. Yeah, to, this to, college to model is a bit weird. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because of money, because, you know, obviously college sports in America are, are really big. I mean, nowhere else in the world are college sports as big as they are in the States. Like, my, I mean, for example, my wife is Polish, and she doesn't understand the concept of college basketball and college football. She's like, say what now? People watch, care about a school? What the hell? What does that even mean? It's all about, it's all about the money. 
Yeah, bro. Like the, the TV and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, the, the one thing too, and I mean, not to get off topic as far as sports, but I mean, that's one of the things with football is because professional football didn't pay anything and you got a lot more notoriety if you played for college football and you got an education. That's fair enough. Yeah. Good point. All right. So, but we're in Essex, you're there for two years. You're playing for, you're playing on the teacher's team. You're meeting West Ham, you know, academy players, you know, but how, how is the Liverpool support? How's that grown even more? You, you know, you said that, you know, you were a fan before you moved to Essex, but like, how, how was that quote unquote, like reinforced, solidified while being in Essex? Was it just as simple as watching it on TV or? Just, yeah, just, just going to the pub, watching the games. Okay. You know, it gave me, it, it gave me, uh, you know, something to hold on to. I mean, you know, for, for me being from New York, I'm a Met fan. I'm a Giant fan. I'm a Nick fan. I'm an Islander fan. But I'm not from England. I don't have a hometown. So I just felt from watching Robbie Fowler and following him and, and, you know, just absorbing any information that I could get in the States before, you know, the internet was what the internet is now. Right. You know, I, I, I so I, once I got that, I held on to it. I got, you know, I, I had friends that were living in England, you know, before I moved there, I was having them send me jerseys, send me this, send me magazines, send me, I, cause I need to consume. I want to consume. Right. You know, so that, yeah. So when I was over there, I just consumed, man. I went, you know, I went to, I didn't get to go to any games cause again, I didn't have a job, but I mean, I went to the pubs, I went and saw friends and we watched, you know, I can't remember the show on Saturday nights. Um, uh, man. Match of the day. Match of the day. Yeah. I mean, listen, my girlfriend's sister got married and the groomsmen and everybody, we all left the wedding in the middle, in the middle of the reception to go into and go into somebody's room to watch match of the day, Are you, you know, at 10 o'clock or nine o'clock at night. And then we went back into the wedding and started drinking again, but they were like, where is everybody? And they all knew, Oh, they're going to watch match of the day. They want to see the scores and all that. Yeah. This, what? This is before TiVo. Y'all bitches couldn't TiVo this Oh shit? no. T, t what? <laughs> t what? No. Well, for, for you kids out there who don't know TiVo was, that was the original, like, like the first like cable provider that allowed you to record TV shows and whatnot. Okay. So they, so sky sports, right? So sky sports. So sky, sky is actually a, I don't know if it is now, but it was a cable company. Right. That's I, how, I that's it. how they were able to get it. So uh, lots of times if we went to the pub, somebody would take their, you know, like the direct TV cards, right? They had the cards over there. So somebody would take the card out of their cable box, go to the pub, put it in the pub's cable boxes. So whoever had Sky Sport, the, the Sky Sports package, that's the guy that came to the pub and put his card into the cable box so we could all watch. Really? Because that's how it worked. Yeah, because in, in England, the only, you know, only game that was broadcast on the BBC was, was the England games. That was it. Those were the only games that people could watch for free on, on the BBC was the actual England national team. That was it. You did not right. watch club games. Right. That's why club. That's why clubs are so well supported there. I mean, you know, forever is because you had to go to the game to watch it, or you listened to it on the radio. That's that. Those are the ways you saw it back in the eighties and stuff. You know, in nineties, early nineties. And, and then, then once cable companies came, and then they started, you know, the Sky Sports. Then you had to get, you know 
you know, special TV packages to watch the games. And then so you pay extra 20 pounds a month or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what V was telling me. And as us Americans, like, when he was telling me this shit, I, like, lost my mind. I thought, like, what? Because, you know, I, I said to him, and I'll say it again, that, you know, jokingly that if America does something right, it's putting national TV or national sports on national TV for free, right? And that, Let's see, the, the, the right? difference is, is that we have – a free market for television, right? So each regional, you know, the regional Fox, the New York Fox guy, he bought the Yankees or he bought the Mets, you know, and then the LA Fox, you know, you know, and the NBCs. So all these different regional cable, you know, private cable companies, they all bought the rights to these sports, you know, in the early days. But in England, it was the BBC. It only had three channels until the, until the late eighties, once cable came. Right, right, right. You know, and then they had ITV and, and, and all this different stuff. No, but yeah, speaking about TV, before we go further in, in England, like what, what do you think what's going on with, with us right now? You know, we, we, you know, we met together last week when we watched Chelsea and uh, first time I've seen you in a while. I've been in summer COVID. And what do you know? Games on pre Peacock premium. And just tell, just tell the listeners how that experience was like what, and, what do you, and how that kind of relates to what we're talking about here. What, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, you know, we weren't able to listen to the sound, which was a little bit of a bummer. But, it, I mean, it's pretty amazing for me growing up that, you know, now, yeah, I can go to a, I can go to a website and watch, you know, I pay four bucks a month and I can watch all the games. Maybe not all of them, but, you know, majority of all the games. But you don't think that you don't think that that's bad in terms of, um, you know, because like last season it was on NBCSN. Right. And, yeah. And obviously we could hear the sound. It could be on all TVs and it could all be synced and we didn't have to worry about time delays and so on. Yeah. This year, I think because of COVID and stuff, I mean, so many sports, they're, they're all now all together. You know, everybody's been delayed and now everybody wants to NBA wants to play. The NFL wants to play. So, you know, I mean, last year we wouldn't have had this issue because I don't think that the, that the Tour de France, and that was one of the reasons why it was on uh, Peacock. Right. I mean, obviously they changed their p platform, but the games weren't on MSNBC because the Tour de France was on MS MSNBC or uh, NBC uh, Sports. Whatever. Yeah, it's uh, too many letters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, uh, you know, so I think that's one of the reasons why we weren't able to watch and you know, and that's why this this year is just so crazy. So you don't th you don't think it's a, like a general trend that um, everybody wants their money. You man. know that yeah, of course it's about money, but like so you, that doesn't worry you because I guess you lived in England, so you 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 you're almost like kind of used to this kind of idea of you know having a paywall and ha and having the games. Because for me, I'm livid, bro. I'm pissed. I know it's only five bucks, but I'm just like, what the hell, man? You know especially from a bar, like when we go to the pubs and stuff from that perspective of like, you know, coordinating with the bar, making sure they're going to have it, coordinating the sound, coordinating, making sure that we don't get half the bar on the left side doesn't get spoiled from the bar on the right, you know, the people on the right side of the, the bar. Listen, when yeah. I had my illegal cable box, I got one game at a time. That was it. So I didn't know what I was watching. I didn't know who was playing. It was whatever they were going to broadcast. So um, lots of times I only got to watch four, maybe five Liverpool games a year. 
Really? Wow. Yeah, because so you're saying that I should just calm down and you know relax a little bit. Shut the fuck up. Stop being a stop being a millennial little fucking <laughs> snowflake. And and know that us elders, we had I had to walk to school with time time magazines tied to my shoes because my parents couldn't afford shoes. That's what I'm trying to say. Man. Right? I hope that's not true. No, that's what my parents used to tell me. Like, oh, oh my God. I was like, oh shut up, please. <laughs> time magazine. Go buy me my Oshkosh Bagash shoes, uh, my pants, and get me some kids. Let's go. <laughs> That's funny. So while we're in Essex, though, you know, you, you're going to the pub, you're watching it with the guy who brings the card and so on. So did you meet a local, like, group of guys or group of people that were Liverpool fans per se or just football fans in general? Nope, just football fans in general. Okay. That's the only, you know, I never made it to Liverpool. I'm gonna, I want it so bad, you know. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I love just going around London and meeting different, just meeting football fans. That was, yeah, that was for me, that was just fun. And then they were like, kind of, what's the word? Like, how do I say this? I mean, you know, they were, you know, they were kind of, you had good experience with all that, having that in, in that football culture. They were more surprised that I, that I knew as much as I did. Cause they, you know, they think Americans, you know, first of all, if you hear an English person do an American accent, they're from California. Hey, you know, like, you know, yeah. so they, 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 they have this notion, oh, baseball, you know, and then they, you know, they always, oh, football, you don't even, you don't even kick it with your foot. How are you calling this football? You know, that, so they have that mentality in their head. And then I go, oh, yeah, I mean, not only do I know football, soccer, I played it my whole life. I know, you know, so like, oh, you know, the rules, you know, the players, you know, they were more impressed. That, that I was, did, is, did that get you a few free beers? Oh, free, free of course it did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. All and right. Then, so and, then, then, and then when I get a little arrogant, they go, oh, there's the American. And I'm, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I've seen that abroad. You know, Americans abroad, it can be a bit arrogant. But um, let me ask you. So then after the two years, you moved back to the States. So where do you go? Do you, is that when you moved to Tampa or? No, no, I lived in Long Island. I, I just moved to Tampa five years ago. I lived, you know, so when I came back to the States, I was just uh, in the middle of 2000. Okay. And, uh, and then I moved to Long Island and uh, started working for my dad's company. But I still had, you know, I still had a bunch of English friends that lived here. Um, you know, a lot of Spurs fans, Newcastle fans, um, Arsenal, oh. Arsenal fans. Oh. Just saying. Don't like Arsenal fans? What? Uh, no, no. If he was here, you know, okay. my, my one buddy, we, we always joke anytime it's Robbie Fowler's birthday, I send him, I send him a video, you know, I say, oh, it's Robbie Fowler's birthday. And he, and he always sends me back and he always said this to me, Robbie Fowler is shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I love that impression. That was fantastic. Yeah. I loved it. But um, yeah, yeah. so again, so, so when you, no, go on. Sorry. No, so yeah, so I, I lived in Long Island and I never, you know, for me, you know, I, I always loved Liverpool. I always, you know, any place I ever went, I, I, I always, any time I could go see games and stuff, I would go to, you know, I was, I was going to bars, you know, when they opened at 11 because nobody opened at 7 for, for a, you know, not like here, you know, to go to an early game. Right. So I was always, you know, like the first guy when they opened up the bar you know, wherever I lived, they go, Oh no, Adam's here to, you know, to watch soccer. And I just sit there and, and watch the games while the bartenders, you know, set up for the day. And, 
you know, lots of times if I went to a sports bar on a Sunday to watch the game, lots of times they would put me in the corner because everybody's getting ready for their NFL. You know, so everybody's like, where's, where's the, you know, where's the giant game? Where's the Falcons game? You know, so they put me in the corner and I'd hang out and talk to the bartenders and watch my soccer. I mean, I've, I've done that for 10, 15 years, anywhere I lived, I always found a place to go watch soccer. So for me, when, you know, so when I left Connecticut five years ago, a friend of mine who's, who's an Arsenal fan, he, he started up uh, the New Haven Gunners uh, okay. club. And he always told me, he goes, Adam, I'm telling you right now, when you go to Florida, look and you will find a club. I guarantee it. And when I came down here, I went on Facebook and look, I just put in Liverpool, Tampa Bay. And, 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 it, and it came up and I was like, wow, that's when it really opened my eyes that was, there was more people like me. I'm not an oddity, you know? So. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's your first kind of, you know, let's say dip into these, this kind of fan group then. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, cause listen, I'm an, I'm an older gentleman, you know? Right. You can see the gray in my beard, you know? Dude, I love it though. I'm, I'm in my mid forties, you know? So, right. So this was the first time I was able to find, you know, you know, you'd find another guy, you know, you wear your Liverpool shirt out and somebody point at you and give you a thumbs up and, you know, but when I moved down, like I, I am passionate because when I moved down here and I knew of this club, I felt like I had to tell everybody anytime my wife hated it, she hated it because anytime we'd be out somewhere, you know, it's bad enough I have ADHD and I'm all over the place. But then I saw a guy, oh, he's got a Liverpool. I'd go, I'd, I'd interrupt their dinner. I'd be like, hey, listen, I don't mean to bother you. I know you got a shrimp in your mouth and you're talking to your wife and this is probably a date night and, you know, you don't have many of these. But let me tell you about, you know, uh, Liverpool, Tampa Bay. And let me tell you, you can come hang out with us and watch the games. And people loved it, really. Everybody was, oh, really? I didn't know about that. Yeah, man, you got to come out. I was so excited. I, I, you know, it was, it was a new toy for me to have this, to have all these, you know, to have all you guys, I, you know, this, these past four or five months have been hell for me because I miss the camaraderie. I miss all my friends. You guys are my friends, my family. You know, I really truly believe that. And I, and I love it. So, you know, it, that, that's been really hard for me is, is not seeing everybody, but yeah, I mean, I, I, it's like, a, it was like a new toy for me. I had to tell everybody about it. So. <laughs> yeah, man. I've tried to do the same thing with like family members that are not into soccer. And I'm like, dude, but bro, like the Buccaneers suck, man. Just, you know, just come on over. <laughs> when my dad came to visit, uh, I think it was, it was probably more than a year ago, a year and a half ago. Right. I said, Oh dad, you know, we got a game tomorrow. You want to come with me? And he goes, yeah, sure. What, what, you know, I was like, I'll come pick you up. He goes, what time? I go, well, I mean, I probably got to get you around six, six thirty in the morning. Yeah. 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 We got to be at the bar at seven. We're going to a bar at seven o'clock in the morning. Hell yeah, man. So we got to the bar and I know Dave was there and stuff. And, and, uh, right. I sit down and, and, and the funny thing is, you know, I'm a grown man. My father doesn't know my, my routines when I go to the bar. Oh yeah. So you I sit down and they go, uh, Adam, you want your IPA and a whiskey? I'm like, uh, my dad goes, ah, I don't care. Go ahead. I'm like, yeah, give me the IPA and a whiskey. Let's go. Let's get yeah, this going. I, you know, to this day, you know, we've, we've watched many games together. Uh, I still don't know how you do that. <laughs> like, the I've IPA been doing this. Whiskey, it's like you're chasing your, your whiskey with your beer. I love it. It's like a college mentality. But that, so, but that is the thing for me that when I had, you know, when I had the this, this Scrambler cable box and, you know, not when I was in high school, but I, I had that cable box for like seven years. 
So when I was when I was you know living in Long Island with my with my English friends, you know we would come he'd come to my house, we'd turn the cable on, we'd start watching the game, and we'd be, you know he he was from England. He, he's like Adam. Every time I watch soccer, you know football, I gotta watch, I gotta drink. Like this, we're always at the pub, we're drinking, we're watching. Right. So yeah. So anytime. I was hoping for like a maybe it was maybe an element of superstition or like that's just like your ritual kind of thing but that yeah, man, that's, that's so yeah so your time in tampa sounds like it's been much you know much more involved experience for you here. yes yeah, yeah yeah so you know how do you see that going in the future or how do you see that maybe evolving a little bit maybe going to like is there like a next step for you kind of and your your you know your journey of fandom with liverpool and specifically well i have to i have to go to anfield like it's I, it's a, like that's you know um yeah, it, it, that's my next thing. You know, I, I've I've seen. You know, I got to see them win the league. You know, uh, that was embarrassing for my family watching a grown man cry watching sports. You know, but that that was it. That was you know, you get that feeling. Listen, it's 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 not only Liverpool, but it's also the game itself. It is the beautiful game. The game is the biggest game in the world, and it's hard. And and for me as an American, I feel like I get it even more because it's so hard to get Americans to watch a soccer game and they go, no scoring, this is ridiculous. Yeah, you, I get it. You got football, you three point conversions and blah blah. You know, like they need scoring, they need point, they they need their attention grab. But but right. when you you if you can sit and watch a soccer game and and be able to enjoy the passing, you know, not even having, you know, having a one-one game or a one-nothing game, and still, still get the same enjoyment. You know, listen. Granted, I love watching the seven-two win today. That was nice. I like watching a lot of goals, but I don't need them. You don't need them. Right. It's not about the scoring. It's about watching the beauty of the game and watch how how it's just fluidity in motion. It's just amazing to watch it. You know. And, and in, you know, there's a lot of great documentaries to watch, you know, how they used to play back in the day and, 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 and regionally how it's played, you know, uh, how they play in South America, how they play in Asia, how they play in Europe, you know, the different styles. Right. You know, some, some, some are more, you know, a prettier way to watch some, you know, like they always say the English game is, is, is a lot rougher than maybe, you know, in South America or in France and Italy and stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I, I love football, so, you know, soccer so much. So I, I, I enjoy everything about it. So I don't know. Again, I, I get off topic sometimes, but. <laughs> it's fine, man. But yeah, so your thoughts about Anfield. I mean, obviously, it, I hate to say it probably will not happen this season. No, no. So, but what would be let's just fantasize for a second what because i'm sure you've thought about going to anfield what would be your like kind of ideal moment i mean i asked uh the last guest v the same kind of or uh v, vj the same question our first guest because you know for me when i mean i was lucky enough to go to anfield a few years ago and you know before going you you imagine you imagine like the month you buy the ticket up like days hours before you get there you imagine everything about it so i'm just like i'm sure you've thought about it right so 
Well, I mean, first of all, I'm going to need probably a, a roll of paper towels. I would say a box of Kleenex, but I need, I need. You no, know, you need that high quality stuff for sure. Oh yeah. I need a lot of absorbing for the emotion because it's, you know, because soccer, I've played soccer my whole life. It's, it's, it's the one sport where I feel, and Ruby plays soccer. Don't you play soccer? Yeah, right? Hi, Ruby. Who's, who's daddy's favorite team? You, you get out of here. <laughs> who's, who's daddy's favorite team? Liverpool. That's right, right? There you go. She knows. The daughter knows. Of course. Awesome. I mean, I, I, would, be, I would be nervous. It would be, you know, like, like, I, like I was playing. You know, I, I, I would just dream about just being in the stadium. Just, first of all, walking to the stadium and the chance and, and the camaraderie just, we don't have that in the States. You know, the only thing we have in the States is tailgating. I mean, that's really, yeah, that's the closest that's the only thing. thing. I always, yeah. I always tell people like I've talked to family members and so on. And, and I've tried to explain to them like what it's like. And the closest thing I can tell you, like I went to the university of Florida during a time when uh, the university won the national championship. And the thing I can tell you is that that's the closest thing you'll get is college American football. Is the closest you'll get to, like the the culture of a fandom, like in Europe. I think that's the closest. Even then, it's like different league. You know what I mean? It's like a different. And I kind of I, I kind of forgot this because you know we talk about Liverpool and stuff. But... Oh, daughter's talking. She was just saying that my favorite color is red. <laughs> oh, your favorite color is red. Okay, that's good to know. Well, the first time I ever went to a, a professional soccer game was in the states. It was uh, Man United versus Juventus at Giant Stadium. Oh, yeah. It had 79,000 people at the stadium. That's the most they've ever had ever in the old Giant Stadium. Come on, let me talk, okay? Go to bed. So that was the most they ever had. So that was amazing just to watch. Even though it wasn't Liverpool, it was United. Ugh. But yeah. it, was, it was amazing to watch all these Americans. I mean, they had so many people from England and stuff and, and – and, uh, Juventus in Italy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, all these different people. Uh, thank goodness they served beer in plastic bottles because they started throwing plastic bottles and then, you know, the police had to come and stuff. The, the, but, the, yeah. the Manx supporters or the Juventus ones? Uh, both of them. Both of them. They're both degenerates. Degenerates. So. Horrible, horrible people. <laughs> so, you know, so that was one of my first, you know, experiences with European soccer. And then, uh, because like I, I think I said, when I lived in Essex, I didn't go, I couldn't afford to go to a game. I couldn't go. It was 80 pounds a ticket. I couldn't, I couldn't, you know. So, um, so then my next game, I saw uh, Liverpool play at Yankee Stadium. And that was, man, I don't know, 2008, 2009, I think. And that was amazing. So that was one of my first times. I actually wore, I have a Robbie Fowler jersey. And I think he was in Malaysia where he was a player coach. Player coach. Right. I don't know what, but it was in Asia. So I, I actually still have the jersey, but I wore the jersey to this Liverpool game. And the, the crest kind of looks like Manchester United a little bit. Right. And it's a red shirt. And so people are like, how dare you wear that? I'm like, it's a Fowler jersey. And one guy actually came up to me and goes, you know, Robbie Fowler's here. And if he saw that, he'd lose his mind. He'd lose his mind. Because it was, you know, I, I waited six months. And that wasn't six months. It was probably like three months 
to get this jersey. I bought it online, and it came from Asia, all right. you know, to to get that. So, uh, so, so that was one like of my. This, sorry, but this Liverpool journey. I mean, as much as it's a love for Liverpool, it's also like you know, like a, a high school little boy's dream of of you know loving this one player as well. It's just. Oh know, yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah, you know, and so yeah, I mean. Uh, so yeah, again, you know, I would, I would just to go to Anfield and just to do all the experiences and just sitting in the stands, I would, I'd be an emotional wreck just because it would be like a little boy just getting, you know, it's like, it's like what you dreamed of, you know, right, yeah. it, it's that big, big, big Christmas present or, you know, not for me, my Hanukkah present, but you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hope that happens for you, obviously when the world goes back to normal, because yeah, I mean, if, I wish everyone can, can have that opportunity. Um, but yeah, speaking of all these experiences you had in the States, I'd be curious to know about, I mean, was it last year? I think I, I know that you went to Miami for NBC. For those of you who don't know, NBC shows the football game or the soccer football games here in the States. So you tell me about that experience, in, excuse me, in Miami. That was cool. You know, that was, was cool. What was it? What's that? What, what, what was the thing? Cause I didn't, even, I didn't explain it. What? Can you describe oh, it? So it was a uh, – it's Football Fan Fest. Right. So NBC does a thing. It was the last two or three years. You know, three or four times a year they go to different cities. They set up these huge – I mean, it's a huge event. And they broadcast – they do all the pregames at these events. Right. And so last year they did one in Miami. It was right on South Beach. It was amazing. Right. And to have all these different clubs, I mean, you know, you had everybody was there. Norwich, West Ham, every really every team mascot, and every you know every fan was there. Even the degenerate Chelsea fans who were disgustingly obnoxious, they were there too. Oh my god! So Ugh. I'm surprised I didn't get cut in the face and had a Chelsea smile for the rest of my life. Jesus, do you yeah. know what that is? No, no. Tell me what is a Chelsea? When you, it's when you cut them on the mouth like that oh man that's great take two razor blades and you cut them on the inside of the mouth i think it, i think that's what it's called chelsea smile yeah yeah i don't know I, it reminds me of the degenerate hooligans ah okay fair enough but yeah so yeah so that was well worth it was that like it was that something would you argue that that experience was maybe better than you know going to those preseason games that you've been to before so, so that was i mean it didn't have the 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 live experience of you know but, uh, but it was awesome just to have all these different clubs involved and all, you know, got to, we got, you know, I got my picture taken with the, uh, with the Premier League trophy and stuff, you know, with the cup and stuff. It, it wasn't cool that it had blue ribbons on it. That was disgusting, but whatever. It was, it was nice. <laughs> I mean, dude, we had to go, the broadcast starts at 6.30 in the morning. We were at the broadcast at like, I think at like 4.35 o'clock in the morning. Oh my God. Did you get a drink? Oh, yeah. we were drinking right down there. Yes. Right in line, just chilling. Oh, yeah. There were people. Listen, my roommate, I'm not going to mention her name, but you know who I'm talking about. Um, she went out partying. I'm an old man. I can't go out. She didn't come back into the room till three o'clock in the morning. And then at 430, I mean, she had an hour and a half of sleep. And then she got back up. That's when you know when you're, you're young and 20 that you can you can do all this stuff. I would I would never have been able to function. <laughs> Hey, I love a man who, who you know, is, a, is aware of his limitations. I love oh. 
not back then. Back then I would have, yeah, I was doing benders, but not now. Now, no, I need, I need a day to, you know, come back together. <laughs> All right, man. So I got to ask, you know, we're obviously into a new season, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Like, what do you, you know, what are your predictions? How, how do you see us going? You know, obviously we bought Chiago, the whole world's on fire. We got Jota as well. Like for me, I have no more stress. So what, what are your thoughts? I honestly, um, I felt like we, we just won, man. We don't need to change anything. And that I think is the naive and which I, for me, that's the naive that I think, all right, well, good, man. We, we, we got everything and you don't have everything you need. You need to evolve. You need to get better. You know, they got rid of Lalana. Um, I can't remember. I'm trying to, I can't think off the top of my head, but you know, you know, we got rid of a couple of players and then we, we brought some players in and I really didn't think we needed them, but we do. I mean, you got, you, you know, it's, it's like all the rest of the big clubs, you got to evolve. You got to keep going. You don't want to have an old Beckham or, you know, you know, you, you need to let them go. Let, even though the, these are big name guys, sometimes, I mean, I don't want to see Salah go, but you know, listen, when we got rid of Coutinho and then we were able to get, Van Dyke, and we were able to get um, Allison, you know, yeah, Allison and stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean that obviously that helped us out in the end. So I'm optimistic. You know, um, it doesn't help that I'm a Met fan and a Nick fan, and I know what shitty organizations look like. So I, I'm always I'm. So you feel you feel my pessimism sometimes. Oh, dude, yes, yes, I'm, I'm pessimistic I'm about crazy. everything. So I'm not crazy, you know. Today. No. I predicted our League Cup matchup with Lincoln would have been I, – I was like, oh, we'll win 2-1, 7-2. <laughs> but, yeah, man, I'm always pessimistic because, you know, that has – you know, you're a Met fan, but me as a, a – you know, from Tampa Bay, you know, being a Buccaneers fan as well growing up, like oh, – I, I know what it is, man. I know what it is. You won one Super Bowl. That's – Hey, don't you take that away from me. No, no, you can't. But, but again, if you have to literally – rest your you know on on that right you know listen i grew up my dad's a yankee fan you know and i had to listen to guy goes oh 27 championships yeah like 12 of them were during slavery so when when a black guy couldn't fucking swing a bat so please you know so that's what i had to deal with you know as a Mets fan we had two world series a lot of people would, would love that but that's you know we were we were second class citizens in new york city so no, I, I, I know what that's like. I know what having a shitty organization. That's another reason why I love Liverpool. The history and 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 everything is is amazing. But that you know? so that but that Mets fandom, so to speak, that New York like kind of disappointment from your from your beloved franchises, your beloved sports organization. It's right here. Gives you kind of like a a, a sense of balance and like a humility to like. Oh yeah. And that, hey, amen. This is an amazing time. Why the hell are there fans that want FSG out? Did you, I don't know if you're on Twitter, but there are a bunch of people before we signed Thiago and before we signed Jota, we're like, FSG out, they're not signing players and stuff. And so from what I'm hearing from you, it sounds like because of your experience as a New York fan, basically, that you're more level-headed. You know that this is success and that this is kind of like the cream of the crop and that, you know, yes, we can improve, but – we're an amazing, it's an amazing time to be a Liverpool fan right now. Right? Listen, when, when, when we, you know, when we finally lost the game and people were like, discussing, I'm like, dude, one team did it. One team. 
I mean, why do you think the, the why do you think the the Dolphins from the seventies still have parties every year? You know, when when finally you know when when New England lost, you know, because nobody's ever gone, you know, oh and what you know or twelve or sixteen and oh or whatever. Nobody nobody's perfect, and if, if perfection is very very hard to find. So I mean, the way we won this year and almost won last year, we could have won two decades worth with, with those records. Right. Yeah. That's I, how good they were. Yeah. People need to put that in perspective. And sometimes I, I immediately like forget that, you know, I immediately forget that we're boss as fuck. We are Kings of our own universe. We lost by one point last year. Right. One point. I mean that, that in itself, I mean, our, our, our point total last year, again, would have won us for 20 years straight. Yeah. So, again, just, just a final thing of where do you think we'll end up? Do you think we'll, you think we'll win in the league again? Do you think we'll go to the Champions League final? What's going on? Again, I grew up with the Mets, the Knicks, the Islanders. I, 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 could, I could never listen to people go, oh, we're going all the way this year. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut up. I've seen this dog shit happen every year. Stop. Even when the Mets were winning and I was like, oh, no, they're like, oh, we're doing it. We're doing it. Oh, we'll figure out a way to fuck it up. Seven games before the end of the season. Fucking. So. So you're a one game at a time guy. That's it. Just slow and steady. Just let's, let's just watch it, enjoy it, and let's not get crazy. Let's not get crazy. I mean, that, that is a piece of wisdom, Adam, and I appreciate that because, I mean, hell, I get all kinds of stressed out. You see me in the pub, I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, oh, don't, yeah. Listen, I go crazy. I get stressed. I, get, I, I, I lose my shit sometimes. But at the end of the day, I think a kid really helps. A kid is very, very sobering. I have a child that is very, very sobering. Right. So, yeah, you just, you know. Everything's fine. We'll be good. We're boss. We have Jurgen Klopp. We'll be fine. All right. Well, yeah. So we'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not going to, we'll wrap this up, but I mean, Klopp, I mean, he's amazing. Amazing. The way he treats our players and the way, the way he is, it's amazing. He's not Mourinho. He's, he, he, I love the way he hugs them. It's like a fa- like because I'm a father now. It's, it's that I love the nurturing that he, that he treats these kids. These are kids. Let's not ever forget about this. These, these are grown men, but these are kids. These yeah. are, they're in, the, they're under 30. They're in their twenties. They've got a whole life ahead of them. And, 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 but right now they are, you know, you have to treat them like that. And I think a lot of people, they, they lose that. That you know, oh, what is he doing? What is he? The kid's twenty-two years old. What if, if I was out there? Do you know how much blowing hookers I'd be doing right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. People forget that these these footballers that yes, finely tuned are. athletes. These aren't these aren't the nineteen eighty soccer players. These are amazing finely tuned machines. Yes, and but people forget that they're also human. Yes, so they're on astronomical wages, getting paid stupid amounts of money that they're also human too. And I think that Clap understands that and that, and that you're absolutely right. I mean, hell, every time you hug somebody, I'm like, hey, what, 
What about me, coach? <laughs> where, where when he at? ran out and, and hugged Allison, right? Oh. I know people were disgusted about that. Yeah. But I felt, and I'm a little biased because I'm a Liverpool fan, but I felt that was a very pure moment. And he knew, and he said he would never do it again. But at that moment, it was just the moment itself. And, and, and I loved it. I thought it was beautiful. Yeah, that, that you're talking about the or, or running or, out on the field. Origi's winner against uh, yeah. Everton. Yeah. yeah. I remember going to work that week, bro. And I had the next day or whatever, I had the goal on repeat with the Titanic music. And I was just walking around the office with my hands up. <laughs> my, my wife said to me, goes, I've seen it 17 times enough already. Yeah. No, nah, it should be all right. She'll be all right. Yeah. I do. It's like, leave the room. I want to yeah. be with myself for a couple of minutes. <laughs> All right, Adam. So thanks so much for taking the time to be with us. Thank you, buddy. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, it's been Origin Stories with Adam. Up the fucking Reds. Let's go. We're bosses. Everyone calm down. We'll be fried. Up the Reds. Hurts! <laughs>